0: Hi Diamonds, welcome to the United State of Women, a forum where professional women come together to thrive by living more connected to our power, our purpose, and our plan. We invite you to tune in every other week where we show you that you can have it all and teach you how to get it by becoming the star of your own life and not just a supporting role. In your life, career, and relationships, Here with Julie Dean, my USW podcast ambassador and co-host, I am Kalina James, owner of LCR, a business consulting and leadership development coaching company. Are you ready? Let's get started.
1: Hey, Diamonds. We're here hanging out, Kalina James, me, Julie Dean, chatting about. Global Leadership Summit 2022, so grab a notebook and a pen because we are United States of Women. Hey, Kalina.
2: Hey, 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 hey. Sorry for my voice, everyone. My voice is a little, a little, a little bit deep today. I've been celebrating and so is Julie. It was our
1: birthday. Oh, yeah. It was our birthday. We I didn't think I should have said we should have done the birthday episode. Gosh, there's been so much happening lately, Kalina.
2: I know it. So my voice is shot. Just a lot of celebrating, a lot of talking, a lot of laughter, a lot of fun, a lot of good time. So, hey, Diamonds.
1: Totally. Yeah. Did you do anything fun? What did you do for your birthday? I saw you guys hung out with the family.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, we did. We. You know, obviously it started Friday night, you know, uh, the weekend, right? Our birthday was kind of like in the middle of the week there. And so our fun started Friday night, family came through, movie night, food night, up all night. And then we turned around and got up early Saturday morning and headed down to Indy and had breakfast with the family at my favorite place to go, which is first watch and enjoyed all of my grandkids and all of the family. And then we did gift giving and opening and stuff. And then we came back and did a barbecue, we cooked out, more gift giving, more celebration, more cake, and then we went out later that evening to our favorite place to go as a family when the kids come in. It's just Scoops, and Scoops is like the place to go in Kokomo. I know we have so many wonderful ice cream joints, right? But Scoops, man, they just know how to do it right. So if you're looking for like some really like amazing flavors and variations of ice cream, and you're probably wanting to gorge on ice cream scoops is the place, man. I said, th- I said, two scoop waffle cone, please. And ended up having, I think like the, the whole, whole quart of ice cream or something piled high on my waffle cone that they literally give you a cup or a bowl. So you can turn it upside down and just sit it in that and then decide to eat it with a spoon. So, but yeah, we had a good time and then it continued you know, even into Sunday with just my mom and spending some time with her and hanging out and doing some things. So it was, it was fun. What about you, Julie?
1: Yeah, we just kind of relaxed. I wanted to just take some time to pause and really just focus on, you know, chilling. (laughs) So we, we ordered in my favorite restaurant right now is that tasty seafood restaurant. So Lloyd got me a, a seafood boil bag and We just kind of hung out and relaxed and yeah, took it easy all weekend, you know, just really Oh, so in between I've been having kind of some craziness. So hence the reason why I wanted to take some time to pause and really slow down. I went to Kentucky. Yeah, with Mana, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, we went down there to help with the flood relief. And so one of my best friends, Vanessa, her parents are the pastors of the Happy Church down in Jackson, Kentucky, in Breathitt County. A couple weeks ago was hit with a really bad flood, a historical flood, once in millennial flood, as they call it. And last year they were hit with a once in a 100 year flood. So they were still recovering from last year's flood and they were hit with an even worse flood. So I went down there and Brought baby Lana with us and kind of spent an overnight. And I realized, gosh, my body is just not bouncing back the way it used to. So I slept on a couch in a trailer next to the playpen with the baby. And the drive was about five hours down, five hours back. And I just wanted to enjoy my birthday, just kind of not doing anything. And so yeah. on Saturday, I had my allies training. And so that's kind of where the craziness comes back is I had signed up to be an allies mentor for an anti-human trafficking organization. And so that was a full heavy day of just information overload. Things that I thought I was worried about are no longer things that I'm worried about. And now I've got these other layers of things that I'm worried about. And it's interesting to see, like, you don't know what you don't know. And I'm definitely not going to know what I'm getting into until I'm matched with my mentee. But I'm excited to, you know, learn and grow through this whole thing.
2: Oh, my goodness. What a way to spend your, your birthday, right? Just giving and serving. And being a blessing to people who experience something that is just so traumatic. And you didn't have to do it. You wanted to do it. And then to just extend your heart and your offerings to do even more, you know, work, service work for people who are experiencing things that are just horrific with like human trafficking is is valuable, right? The more people we have with eyes on the ground and can see and hear and understand just makes the world better and safer to me, you know? And so I commend you. And I thought about you driving down there and thought about you having that experience. I thought, what a way to spend your birthday and having a memorable marker on what you did as you turned the corner for yourself. You were doing it for somebody else too. And that's what you always do. That's what you're, that's what you, that's what Julie's for. That's what she does. She's, she is a service worker and she loves helping people have access and her best gifts it's giving of our time. And so, well, thank you.
1: I appreciate that. You know, I was talking to Lloyd and it was kind of one of those things where I really, you know, realized this year coming into this birthday that, you know, growing up, I thought that the people that were serving were the people that are serving in church, you know, the people that are in the worship band, the people that are ushers, the people that are greeters, you know, that's what serving looks like to me. Mm-hmm. And the older I get, the more I embrace, you know, that walk with Jesus and understanding what it really means to wash someone's feet. And, you know, the perspective has really helped me grow as a person. And it's really forced me to, you know, take in that time to really be aware and really see that, you know, we get so focused on goals and moving to the next level and chasing that next dream that sometimes, you know, we don't see like the people that are hurting, the people that are forgotten, the people that are alone. And really making that time in my schedule to spend time with those lonely, broken people has become something that I didn't realize I would enjoy so much.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Bible says that they will be with us always. Right. You know, there is here and now lies an opportunity for us to extend reach, support hand, access. You never know who your hands will touch. You never know who you'll meet. And that could be the very thing that was pivotal for their life experiences. And so it can make all the difference. And it's the very reason, you know, I got into life coaching. It was because I was sitting at the Kinsey Center, just wanting to be more, wanting to touch more, wanting to, you know, impact more. And I really felt like, you know, God's blessings and his his access to him and everything that he does and he continues to do is, is without, without mistake. And it is without fail. And I felt like, Lord, how can I be a, a deeper vessel that will allow you more access to people? And, you know, I realized that my story, my testimony wasn't enough. And it was important for me to level up on my skill set to be more in tune or aware so that in the moment when there were spiritual God moments, when there was inspirational moments, I wanted to be responsive to God being able to use me more. And it was the very deciding factor that got me up saying, what could I do to improve me? How can I, you know, have access to more of God through me? And how can I decrease me and increase him? And it was such a powerful moment for me because I realized, you know, there was some limitations in my own doing. Right. And my good heart was good. It was big, but I needed to sharpen my own saw so that he could use me more. And it was a, it was a deciding factor. And it sounds like, you know, with you going through this training and certification, it just allows you to be a deeper vessel, a greater vessel with more opportunities to extend his reach forward. You know, you got that trophies. right. Yeah. yeah you, you know, the mantle.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and you get excited to give, you know, because, You're excited to give and make people feel good. You don't really comprehend the weight of how much that giving is going to bring back to you, right? Like I learned so much and that the level of empathy that I continue to find and channel is like the part that is mind blowing to me. You know, you think as a massage therapist you know, a service provider, I think of somebody that's very in tune with emotions and feelings but, you know, until you walk with people that are going through those valleys and walk with people like they the associate pastor, I'll share this story briefly, you know, he's mm-hmm. emptying his storage shed and there's still water coming out of the shed and he lives on this campus and, you know, last year they thought they would stay and rebuild because they said it was a historical flood and as he's going through this trailer he's removing these tubs of programming books and he's telling me the story about how he couldn't wait to you know one day come back and play with these programming books and get back into programming and he doesn't know why he ever even hung on to this dream and as he's sharing the story i'm just you know broken for him but what stuck out the most was, you know, in all of that sadness and all of that loss, all he kept thinking about was how sad his wife must feel. And it was a common heaviness because, you know, as you're traveling through these roads in town, people literally have tents pitched in their front yard and they're waking up every morning and it's stinking hot like disney world hot like florida hot swampy and they're sleeping in a pitch tent in their front yard and all they do in between sleeping and resting is clean out their house yeah. and to see the damage you know it's it's just you can't imagine it yeah
2: an overwhelming sensation of just not knowing how you're going to get back to normal
1: Well, and is there a normal? Do you want to stay here? Is this the second time? Hey, you know, joke's on me now, right? I got to figure this out. I can't just be thinking that this is a historical flood and there won't be a once in a two millennial flood. Like, What is the next level of this? And so it was really, you know, the brevity of it really hit. And this is a very low income area. So the people that are serving in ministry in this area are really doing it because they felt called to that area, right? They're not there because they, you know, this was the only church that they could find access to. And so they're building their, you know, ministry there. These are people that are, you know, God has called them to this place and they want to be a vessel to help get people to God and to see them get hit over and over again. They probably were barely making strings meet, you know, this community of people, the residents, you know, and none of the businesses got hurt, you know, they all built up on the mountain, right? These are the residential areas. And so it was just, it was such an experience.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I'm very happy that you had to and very sad that that was one to, you know, that people had to experience. I mean, Diamonds, how many of you know someone that lives in Kentucky that were affected by the the flood? And even, you know, how many of us know someone that was living in Crosby, Texas a few years ago that experienced such a devastation with the flood well, Katrina.
1: Water. I mean, one of Katrina. my best friends, you know, she had a lot of family mm-hmm. in Katrina. And so it's just, it's well, you know, in Kokomo we have tornadoes. So we, we had a historical tornado day like the year I moved here and then only, you know, but a few years later, we're hit with another historical tornado day that took the same exact uh-huh. path and destroyed like a lot of the same properties. So it's natural uh-huh. disaster happens. I understand that, but you know, if you have the opportunity to go and help somebody cleaning up their house, you really learn a yeah. lot And it really makes you feel more connected in a world where we feel so divided and there's so much division and so much hurt. Taking that time was very good for me too, because it really was a leveling moment, you know, back to reality, like there's more going on here than you even understand.
2: That is so true. And whatever level of opportunity that we can contribute to, whether it's holding prayer or even, you know, giving of our. financial dollars to an organization that's meeting some needs or even getting our hands wet and getting involved, however, which way we can, you know, let's be our brother's keeper and try to help bring some sort of, you know, solace and sort of, um, you know, restoration and peace, you know, to our neighbors that are impacted and affected. There's so many ways to give and contribute. And we just encourage everyone to, that is listening to do their part, Even if that part is small, even if it's just in holding prayer and, and, and sending great vibes and, you know, and lifting up prayer uh, to the heavens for people is, is, is just as strong as, is getting money on the ground.
1: And so I mean, no action is too small. That's yeah. 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 That's, you know, that was my thought, you know, was, you know, just is, is it enough for me to even show up and help? Yeah. It's more than enough. Like, you know, anybody doing anything, praying, you know, the faith of a mustard seed, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. putting it in that, there. One thing that I'm,
2: the one thing that I am is something you had said, you know, just diamonds, you know, this, this topic that we just started talking about started with our first day, right. Started talking about you know, what did we do for our birthday that led us into this conversation that we didn't even plan to talk about, but we felt like it was so important to talk about how there are some really, really interesting threads of leadership, right, in all of what has transpired. When we think that we're divided on one end, we find ways to come together for a common ground to help support those less fortunate or those that are experiencing tragedy. But, in the midst of prior to the flooding we both experienced global leadership summit and it's an annual event that comes every year during the pandemic obviously we did not host or did not have any of the global leadership summit event but the global leadership is really truly at the end of the day one of those impact two-day experiences where christians global leaders You know, business, you know, come from all around the world to local host sites that are having them in their city. And the conference is teleclass all over the nation. And we come together to be inspired by thought leadership. We come to be inspired by someone's words that gives us great hope on how we can turn around and impact the people that matter most. And Julie was a part of that summit this year and turned around and put some you know, put boots on the ground and went to Kentucky to to support and serve. And we wanted to shine light on that, that experience and what was our takeaways and things of that nature and how has that been able to convert into power? And I just want to, you know, let Julie lead us into a conversation around that experience for herself and for
1: myself. Absolutely. So, this is kind of a cool thing. You know, the world's reopening conferences are picking back up, and Global Leadership Summit to add to that is not just for leaders and businesses. You know, this is simulcasted in prisons and in educational systems. You know, children are seeing this. Everyone that can learn or wants to learn has this opportunity, and there's access. It's very accessible. It's based out of Chicago, Illinois. But, like I said, world world access. People can get access to this anywhere virtually. And so we had the opportunity to set up our podcast in the foyer at Crossroads Community Church here in Kokomo, Indiana. And we were able to actually interview some of the leaders within our own community. And that was what was even more exciting because anytime we have the opportunity to spotlight what's going on in our community here, Kokomo, Indiana, it's an honor for us. And it's something that we really enjoy doing. Yes,
2: it was phenomenal. And I, I, you know, I believe that we will continue to get the opportunity, you know, provided to us, especially if that church hosts it again, the upcoming, the next conference, but wherever it might be, I yeah. think that we've made a big enough impact to be a part of that experience going forward to capture some really cool stories.
1: And those episodes will be filtered in throughout the rest of the year. So stay tuned for those because there's so much fire in these episodes and what you understand and how everyone, this goes back to this Kentucky trick, like the humanism of it all, right? Like we're all human and to be able to connect on that human level is something that is an extraordinary experience to have. And I think these interviews, you will really understand more what we're talking about and what we're understanding with these this summit, because, you know, Colleen, I'd love for you to share like what was your main takeaway? What was the highlight from this event oh for my you? Gosh.
2: Lead like it matters.
1: <laughs> yeah, explain what we that means. We say that all the
2: time, right? We say that all the time. Lead like it matters. You know, we say that all the time. We lead like it matters, right? We lead like things are important. But there's 365 days out of the year, and there's 52, you know, weeks out of a year, and there is 60 seconds in an hour, and every second of the day matters, it impacts lives, it restores lives, it creates momentum. And it's been pretty heavy for us over the last year. And I felt like that was such an important mindset to really just in the midst of the thickest things of coming out of the pandemic, coming out of my own personal trauma and turning back into, you know, here is where I can continue to thrive and continue to give back. Here is where you say, lead like it matters. Because I just felt like for me, you can make excuses for why things are rough. You can make excuses for why you have to take a break. But even when you're taking some self-care time, we can still lead like it matters. Like my self-care, my self-love matters. And it's important to be able to obtain that. But more importantly, speaking vision to power, right? Because here is where we've gone through some tremendous shifts and a lot of things have fallen away if not been able to for some being picked up and revived and thrive or new beginnings for people. And I felt like as we turn the corner, life is offering us an opportunity to grow with it as we go through it. And leading like it matters is not just going through something, but it's the emphasis of growing through something. And so I think that there is this tripart, a a part of growth, because you wanna lead like it matters because we can grow. There's also speaking vision to power, which is having things that we really want to see our lives have access to or see come forth in the midst of transition it can just be a pipe dream that we could just talk to, but there are decisions we have to make every day so that we are, are being intentional about getting there. And then last but not least, how are we able to turn the corner to capture our own self-help care. In other words, how are we gonna be when we get there? So lead like it matters so when we get there, we're not ready to die and and look back and say, they can do it, I'm done. I'm out of the race, I'm not doing no more. Because how many of us get to this stage in our life, diamonds where we've done it all, we've pushed through every obstacle and we're sitting in our 50s and our 60s and we're like, I'm out, I wanna retire. I don't have the energy. I don't want that to be my story. I do not want that to be my song. I want to be able to keep evolving and keep growing and keep advancing and keep hungry, not just hopeful. And in order to do that, I have to regulate my self-care. So lead like it matters. My self-care is just as important as the vision that I have, as well as the ability to grow is equally as important for me to be able to continue to keep saying, lead like it matters.
1: I love that. That's a great point. You know, yeah, gosh, there was so much good stuff at that (laughs)
2: summit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was so much, there's probably stuff that we'll have to re-listen to on the recordings and things to capture that i truly believe it's a great opportunity for our, for our group, Julie, to experience as a leadership level of of learning that we can say, we encourage you guys to digest this so that us as a collective group, you know, can experience this together. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 I, one thing I've had to really accept is, you know, just because you're interested in learning about it doesn't mean everyone else is always interested in learning about it too. Right. (laughs) I've been trying to get my husband to listen to our podcast for like, you know, three years. So (laughs) I'm like, you you might learn something.
2: (laughs) You know, I always felt, and always will say diamonds, tip and point and highlight and moments to digest this. You might be listening to us now and you might think, oh, these girls are phenomenal. I love listening to them. We appreciate that. However, in your own world, just realize and know that the things that you have been called to do, you do them for people you haven't met yet. And the biggest supporters in that moment as you transition and turn the corner to bet on yourself are the people in your life right? They're around you. They motivate you. You see their need. You want to do something about it. But in hindsight, you are setting up an experience for people you haven't met yet. And that's who you're going to impact. And that's who you're going to meet one day. And that's the individuals that are looking for you to say yes to the calling that you are saying yes to today. And so diamonds, just know you are going to be a blessing to people you haven't met yet. And yeah, you would love for the people around you to be supportive, but guess what? You're not doing it for them. You haven't even met that girl yet, that guy yet. They're coming. And when you sharpened your soul and got your stuff ready, you're going to be able to be a blessing beyond measure.
1: Totally. Totally. And so my big thing that I got out of it was I really enjoyed the speaker, Albert Tate, but I also really enjoyed that Judah Smith. So I'll, go back to that in a second but Mm. albert tate he talked about his book how we love matters and Mm. you know on my five plus hour drive which i will just say it's a five hour drive to kentucky on like a perfect beautiful day without an 11 month old baby i was stuck with like two-thirds of the drive was pouring rain and i had a screaming baby so (laughs) it took maybe closer to like seven hours so I had a lot of time with myself in that drive, and it was really, I think, much needed time. You know, I didn't realize how much of a break I needed, and that drive was very good for me and really helped me understand a lot of things. And back to Albert Tate, he gave this example about going to the gym and working out after you haven't worked out in a long time. And when you finish working out, you're so sore, but you know, you know, with that soreness comes strength, right? Right. So you keep showing up and over time you get stronger. And he talked about how a lot of times, you know, we get so offended that we want to cancel things. Right. Mm -hmm. And he emphasized that cancel culture isn't kingdom culture. And what he meant by that is, you know, we can be offended and sure it can hurt, but it's not going to kill us. Right. It's a really good opportunity for us to really look within ourselves and see how we can find strength in that and how we can really love And, you know, what I took from that is, you know, there's so many times where you want to quit things, right? You just want to give up on things. You want to let things go. But we don't see in that moment how that in that moment when you wanted to quit, if you stuck it out or you sticking it out really led to something better on the other side.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, my goodness, there's always something on that other side. <laughs> God said he never promised us that we wouldn't grow, go through something. He'd be there with us, you know, and that growth on the other side is amazing. That's a powerful experience. England. I mean, you know, that was in your, you know, your DNA, you know, and you're traveling your trip down there. I mean, there were so many great points. I can't remember what his name was. I think, what was his name? He was the gentleman that said, you know, lead through pain. Is that what it was? Was that his, What was his name?
1: I have no idea.
2: Oh my gosh. There was like tons of speakers, and even Ron Howard. Those who know Ron Howard, Opie from whatever the name of that show was. But, you know, he's gone on to be an amazing director today. He was part of the conference experience this year. But I'm trying to think of what his name. He was right in the middle at 3 p.m.,
1: <laughs> yeah, so I can't, I'm I'm skipping that one, I'm missing that one too, but I I also have one where I don't have the name of and I just wrote down every reaction is education. <laughs> and I was like, hey, teachable moment here. <laughs>
2: teaches <laughs> you something that teaches you something but you know he was the individual that was right in the middle and it's just very humorous but he took a really heavy judah
1: smith on. oh that was judah, judah smith. smith yeah the guy yeah, that took the longer time yeah i really liked him a lot <laughs> i listened to. i ended a up god picking moment. up his podcast
2: yes he had a god moment there it was really inspirational help people um find the nuggets and how to shift and move through that pain and how to be able to just keep going. And I just thought this man, they, did they know he was going to, you know.
1: So he's a pastor from the West coast. And so he's very familiar with cancel culture. And he's also very familiar with, you know, the current wokeness world and, you know, (laughs) being where he is, he has a young family and he's approached many times with a lot of people that are not happy with him being a pastor. And he shares a lot about that in his podcast too, but he's talking about understanding that pain and, you know, it was such a great, it was such a great presentation. And that's where I wanted to build off of because I listened to his show. You find it stuff to listen to while you're driving. And that was one of his messages was, you know, at some point in life, you're going to have to ride the middle seat in the airplane. Oh. It doesn't matter where you are currently at some point, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You've probably been in that middle seat at one point and the person Mm -hmm. in the middle seat, all they want to do is complain about how they had the middle seat. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the destination, everybody gets off and all they want to talk about is the destination and everyone quickly forgets that they were in the middle seat. Mm -hmm. Not only did they forget that they were in the middle seat, But nobody was even talking about what seat anybody even had. So you're no different than the person that rode in first class at this point. You probably just saved money, more money than they did to get here. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm, And it was
1: mm -hmm. so interesting because if we all know where the destination is, why do we get so fussy in the moment with where we are?
2: Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he was really good, Judas Smith. You guys, you have to look him up. Leading with pain, he was something else. And if he's got a podcast. Do you recall what that podcast was? Was it Judah Church or Home?
1: Another name. Church it was called Home. Church Home. Uh, he's, something to, he's something. He's fun. he's fun, and the way he spoke he at the summit is very much how he pastors and preaches. And so yeah. I enjoyed that because it had that same kind of, you know, humorous cadence to it, and the, the way he's, you know, almost calling you out to some degree and you almost think it's funny because it's true. And you're like, yeah, that's totally it, you know? And I enjoyed (laughs) that.
2: Oh, Diamonds, lead the Global Leadership Summit for 2022 was phenomenal. If you ever get an opportunity to um, get on their newsletter or some sort of communication about how you can participate or what local um, community is hosting uh, the event so that you can be a part in your community, it's it's a really great experience. And you basically just go to globalleadership.org, globalleadership.org, to at least sign up to get newsletter and information. And maybe you're listening and you love to be a host site for the next one, which means at the end of the day, is they've got to taken care of. You just have to have a facility where people can gather and be able to enjoy together what this experience brings to so many people each time they have it throughout the entire globe. It's an awesome Experience.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. You know, when you can be in an environment and come together and realize that, you know, we're all here to learn, we're all here to grow. But in addition to that, we are again, like all human and we all have these emotions. And one of the big quotes that I saved was from Vanessa, let me see, Vanessa Van Edwards. And it was Real effective leaders use emotions to connect. And I think really remembering that, especially when we get so focused in our work and focused on tasks and deadlines, we forget that, you know, we all have emotions and we're all going through things to beyond what the current agenda is. That's right. That's a great point to remember. Okay. So... Hopefully you'll come out if you're in Kokomo, definitely want to encourage you to come out in person because, you know, we're out here and we'd love to say hi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, all the time. (laughs)
0: Until next time, Diamonds, shine bright. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it, share it with people you care about, people you think this will benefit. Share with your team or colleague who is having a difficult time and is looking for solutions. We all want to help people live empowered, to know what to do when faced with uncertainty. And I believe that these ideas can help others have that success. So please share it, but also follow us on our hashtag community power purpose plan and tell us what you think and how this episode has helped you. Diamond's You have a choice to live connected to progress and growth. You deserve it, and it is yours to have. Live life, my friend, and be encouraged to step into your power, purpose, plan today. Until next time, take care.